Let's play some football. It's game day. Hey, they want what we got now. They can't take it from us unless we give it to them. 93.7 The Dog and ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 presents Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. Coming up, we'll get you ready for all of today's college football action with game breakdowns, scores, interviews, your questions, and more. Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today is presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. See them online at HuntingtonFederal.com. Now, let's get you ready for kickoff. Live from Roosters and Huntington's Pullman Square, here's Paul Swan. The Thundering Herd is in Ruston for the first time since 1942 to face Louisiana Tech in a Conference USA crossover game this evening. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and welcome to Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. When these two teams met in 1942, Louisiana Tech won that game easily, 42 to nothing. But the most recent contest last year saw Brendan Knox run for 123 yards and two touchdowns to lead Marshall to the 31-10 win. We're going to break this game down later on. Bill Cornwell is going to join me. We're going to go over all of the superlatives and the notes. We'll have everything happening in Conference USA. We've got a couple of games that are already postponed due to COVID-19 issues. We'll break that down. We'll hear, of course, from Doc Holliday. Always have words from Doc Holliday. And our player of the week this week, we're going to talk about the defense. And we've got Kobe Cumberlander as our player of the week. And we'll break down Marshall's defense, which is getting a a lot of attention. And Bill Cornwell will have that feature with Kobe Cumberlander later on in the program. Now, we want to get you caught up on what's happening with Conference USA. We've got lots of action already going on. And let's check the scoreboard for the first time this afternoon. And with 2.50 to go in the second, UAB's got the ball and leading Western Kentucky 17-14. to With 11 seconds to go in the second, Army is leading UTSA 14-10. Now, coming up later on this evening, it'll be North Texas taking on Middle Tennessee. Also, we, of course, got our game between Marshall and Louisiana Tech. And then we've got a couple of games that have been postponed, and we'll break those down later on, why those games have been postponed. So a light day in Conference USA, and, of course, we've also got the top 25 scoreboard to tell you about. Let's take an early look at what's happening in the top 25, and we'll break these scores down in a lot more detail later. Uh, I hope you're not watching this one or looking at it or you forgot this one already. Because with 10-21 to go in the fourth, number one Clemson doing what number one teams do, beat other teams badly, 66-7 right now over Georgia Tech. 11-24 to go in the fourth. It is Miami with the ball and leading Pittsburgh 28-19. Miami coming into this contest ranked 13th. South Carolina with the ball with 10 minutes and four seconds to go, leading 15th-ranked Auburn 27-19. The Kentucky Wildcats are leading 18th-ranked Tennessee 34-7. 5.50 to go in the fourth. That game airing on our sister stations, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40 and 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Notre Dame with the ball, five minutes and 30 seconds to go in the first. Right now leading Louisville 3-0. Notre Dame coming into the contest, fourth in the country. Later on this afternoon, we'll break down what happens with number 11 Texas A&M and Mississippi State. It'll be fifth-ranked North Carolina and Florida State. Georgia and Alabama, Nick Saban. Three negative tests, 
He's going to be able to coach in this one this afternoon. So third-ranked Georgia, second-ranked Alabama. That's coming up later on this evening as well as 23rd-ranked Virginia Tech and Boston College. We'll tell you what's happening in the top 25 later on. We will also break down what's happening in Conference USA. But before we continue, we want to talk about how important this matchup is today between Marshall and Louisiana Tech. I mean, this is a pretty special game, right? Marshall has not been to Ruston, as I mentioned, since 1942. These teams have not met very often, and it's been fun every time Marshall and Louisiana Tech have met. So this would have been a special trip today for a lot of Herd fans. And, of course, this is one of those destinations. You see it on the schedule, and you think that would be a great trip because you're going down to Louisiana, right? You've got the beautiful weather. You've got the great cooking in Louisiana. And so it feels like we're missing out on a lot of things happening today if the Thundering Herd could have gone to Louisiana Tech with a caravan of fans. Probably the best way to describe it. I had a conversation with the longtime play-by-play voice of the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, Dave Nitz, and that's one of the first things I asked him about. Just talk about what Herd fans are missing out on as this game goes on today without really the multitudes of fans that would be there? Well, you know, during the regular time, it would be, you know, what we call tailgate alley. Uh, You know, they always invite the opposing uh, fans to come enjoy some of the Louisiana cooking and all that kind of stuff that, you know, that uh, people enjoy down here. So, you know, they'll miss that. And, uh, you know, and I think the weather, too, probably a little bit warmer than it is up there. I don't know what I'm looking temperature here. Eh, 64, 65 right now. Probably be probably around 70 degrees at game time. We've had a little bit of light mist of rain, but uh, I think it's it's getting ready to go away. So we're it should be a dry night, and uh, weather should be fine. People would enjoy that. I mean, it's just uh, what we call a typical fall evening. I mean, maybe a little warmer than what you expect up in in that area. I know because I grew up in that area, so. I know what the falls can turn into kind of chilly nights. Dave Nitz is joining us. He's the longtime play-by-play announcer for Louisiana Tech. You've been doing this so long, Dave. How long have you been doing this now? Because they're naming stuff after you now. You're in Hall of Fame. So uh, that means you've been around doing it for a long time. I guess that's the only reason I get things named, Dave, because you, after you've been around a while and how long I'm going to keep going, I don't know. I've Keep going as long as they'll keep me, I guess. Uh, this is my 46th year. I've, I've always set my goal at 50 years, but I don't know if I'll make it that far or not, but we'll see. But uh, right now, you know, I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. That was going to be my next question. Is it still fun for you? And, of course, obviously, it sounds like it is. Uh, you're still ready to go. I am. You know, I've always told people my dad worked at the nickel plant there in Huntington, and uh, I think he worked there 35 years, and I saw him come home you know, tired and dirty every night. And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. It's not going to be doing that. And, uh, you know, ended up getting into radio and uh, I've enjoyed my, well, I actually have been in radio for about 58 years now, but uh, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed my stay. You've been doing it a long time for Louisiana Tech. And of course, during this week is probably the only time that a lot of people bring up, oh, hey, Dave, he he's, He's from here, and of course, you're a Louisiana boy now. You've been there so long. Uh, you grew up here, but you're a Louisiana boy. Well, you know, you say that, but I've I've always said that uh, <clears throat> I can I still consider West Virginia as home. I grew up in the Milton area, and uh, you know, I just uh, I've always considered myself. Matter of fact, uh, my ringtone on my cell phone is almost heaven, West Virginia. 
<laughs> people hear that and they look at me, what do you got that for? And I said, well, that's where I grew up. I grew up in West Virginia, and so I, I still consider that home. I really do. I went to I went to high school there in Milton. I went to Fairmont State and, of course, ended up getting my degree at Louisiana Tech. But, uh, you know, where you go to high school and grade school, junior high, I think you always consider that as home wherever you may end up. So other than changing the ring tone this week, you're not doing that. Uh, the, the only thing here is you're going to be rooting for Louisiana Tech, uh, but you're still a West Virginia boy. And, and I'm sure that makes it fun for you, seeing how successful Marshall's been, getting to work for a program like Louisiana Tech. Uh, this game's pretty much a big deal on Saturday between two of the best teams in Conference USA this season. Well, it, you know, it could be. And I've, I've told other people, I said, you know, this could be a preview of the championship game. Come December, I don't know. I mean, uh, we still have a long ways to go. I think Marshall has kind of a shortened season. I think I saw where you think they're only going to play eight games. We're going to play 11, end up playing 11. Uh, whether we play Rice or not, nobody knows what's happening down there. But I know you all have lost a game with Rice, and I don't know if we'll – we're supposed to play Rice at, at our place, I think, the last weekend of October. So who knows what's going to happen there. But right now we're scheduled to play 11 games uh, – we were scheduled to play 12. We lost, didn't play, weren't able to play Baylor or Vanderbilt or UNLV. That was three games we lost. We had uh, we lost another one double A team. We did, were able to uh, get another one double A team, so to speak. I guess is what you call the uh, FCS. Uh, we got Houston Baptist in there, and it was a home game. But other than that, you know, it's uh, still a long ways to go for us as far as the conference season because. We've had we've played Southern Miss. We won that game at their place. We have Marshall this weekend. Next weekend we go to San Antonio to play UTSA. We still have to go to North Texas to play. So you know we still have a we long way, ways to go as far as Tech is concerned. Well, the good news for Louisiana Tech is you're playing at home against Marshall, and for several games now, Louisiana Tech's been really tough at home. Uh, what six and zero mark since uh, 2019 at home. So rarely lose uh, when you take the home field. Well, it is. I, I think home field advantage is kind of a, a misnomer in football, especially basketball. I can understand, but football, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's not that much difference. You know, the field is still a hundred feet, and you know, or a hundred yards wide along. So it's still not as much of a home field advantage. I would say that it is in other sports, especially with. The way we're playing football this season with the social distancing, the limited crowds, if any, depending on where you're at, uh, you've been around a long time. You've seen a lot of football and gone through a lot of seasons. Uh, Does this season compare close to anything, or is uh, every week just a new adventure? Every week's a new adventure. We went to Brigham Young a couple of weeks ago up in Provo, Utah. Of course, they handed us our hat pretty good, but... There wasn't a soul in the stadium, none, zero. We at Tech, we have a 25% limited capacity, which means we'll probably have seven or 8,000 people at the, at the game on Saturday. But the BYU game, I, I, told, I told some people, it was, it was kind of like doing an inter-squad game because there wasn't anybody there. Wasn't any, the band wasn't there. There wasn't any cheerleaders. There wasn't anybody in a 68,000-seat stadium except the two teams and and the people in the press box. That was weird. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like college football. I mean, we're all great. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like football at all. I mean, heck, high school games are more exciting than that with fans. 
Well, hopefully we get a little bit more excitement between Marshall and Louisiana Tech. Of course, uh, joining us on the program, uh, Dave Nitz. He's the play-by-play announcer for Louisiana Tech. Been there a long time. You've seen it all. How good is this Louisiana Tech team? I don't really know, just to be honest with you. Uh, you know, we've been hot and cold. I think it really depends on our, our offensive line. We've had uh, our two tackles. Our two tar- starting tackles have been out the last two weeks because of the COVID-19. And uh, Skip says that uh, he thinks they could be back this week. We won't probably know until Friday after they test for the final. They test three times during the week, which I think is a conference rule. But I, I, so we'll test again Friday. So I guess we'll know Friday whether we'll get those two guys back right now or not. So we, we really don't know at this particular point. But the offensive line has been really a question mark because we lost a lot of folks on that offensive line from last year. We lost a lot in the defensive secondary. We have some young guys in the secondary who really stepped up and played quite well. And, uh, of course, two of those guys that we had in the secondary last year are now playing in the NFL, one with Kansas City and one with Oakland. So uh, you miss people like that. But I think right now it's you know it's really hard to tell where this team is or how what they can go we, we have a, a transfer quarterback, Luke Anthony. He transferred from uh, FCS school in uh, at Abilene Christian, or out in Abilene, Texas, and he's kind of stepped up and has been the leader. Aaron Allen uh, has played quite a bit. Of course, he started the game at Marshall last year and didn't fare too well, and played actually started two games last year, and we lost both games <laughs> that he that he started in. But so I I would you know. It just depends on what our offensive line can do and uh, how they can give uh, Luke uh, some protection and are also a running game with Justin Henderson and uh, Isaiah Tucker back there at the running backs. Yeah, you look at Tucker, fifth La Tech player to record multiple touchdowns in a single game this season. Is this a, a team that gets it done by committee? Does any one or two player really stand out uh, when they take that offensive side of the ball? Not really. We have about, I was looking at my charts the other day, about eight players that have caught, uh, you know, multiple passes. Uh, matter of fact, a guy named Smoke Harris has already caught 13 passes this year. Uh, you know, Adrian Hardy has caught nine passes, six passes for Isaiah Graham. Uh, Griffin Bear has caught eight passes, including two touchdown passes and, and an outstanding catch against Southern Miss that won that game. And he kept one foot down in the back end of the end zone, to, uh, they had to go to a replay, and that was the winning touchdown in that game. So we have multiple multiple players that could do that. Speaking of your phone, we hear it in the background right now. It is true. Country yeah. roads, almost heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's it's my ringtone going in the background on my cell phone. <laughs> we yeah. love it. We love it. <laughs> well, I do, too. You know, I, I tell people, I you know, it's uh, like I told you earlier, it's it's home for me. I would love to see this uh, football series continue because it just feels like these two teams, they fit when they play each other. Uh, you know, certain teams you just have an affinity for when you play them, and I think these two teams can really develop that. Yeah, the only time that uh, Tech has beaten Marshall was in Ruston in 1942. And I'll give my age away because that was the year I was born. <laughs> and uh, uh, Marshall had to come to Ruston, and I think Tech won a 26 to nothing, I believe, or something of that score. But that was 1942 is the only time that Tech has 
We've only played three times. The other two times were played in Huntington. And, uh, of course, uh, people down here don't don't remember the where Marshall used to play at Fairfield Stadium. I, I remember that stadium quite well because I played some high school football games in that stadium. And, you know, of course, the last time we were at Marshall, they were commemorating the, you know, the plane crash. And, you know, I go back to that. I, I lost some close friends in that. Gene Morehouse, who did the play-by-play for Marshall, was on that plane crash, or in that plane crash. And I worked for Gene at WJLS in Beckley many years ago. So he's a guy that kind of took me by the ear or the nose or the hand or whatever and kind of taught me how to do things when it comes to play-by-play and what to do and when to do it. So that was that was a tough loss for me. I was actually doing the broadcast for William & Mary at the time, and we were on our way back from uh, Charlotte. We had played Davidson that afternoon when I got the news about, about the plane crash in 1970. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was tough on me just knowing that we lost some coaches I knew and some players I think were from, on that team were from Milton. So, you know, it, it hit home. It hit home. It really did. How's uh, it still resonates? This uh, we're going, coming up on the 50th anniversary uh, later this year. It still resonates for people that were there and that were part of everything that happened firsthand. Oh, I think so. I, I it it will probably live forever. I mean, uh, the way that Marshall has done it with all the memorials and all that. Matter of fact, we played in a basketball tournament all oh, several years ago when Carl Malone was here at Tech. It was the Marshall Memorial Tournament basketball tournament. At uh, at the Henderson Arena, so uh, you know they they've kept that memory alive, which I'm glad to see. And I had a chance to visit with uh, Keith Morehouse, and uh, I told him when I met him, first met him, I said I just want to tell you how much I appreciate what your dad did for me when I was growing up at 22 or 23 years old, working in Beckley. And he said he said it's amazing because a lot of people have told me the same thing that going through broadcasting that how Gene helped uh, you know young people to come come through the business. Joining us on the program, the longtime play-by-play announcer for Louisiana Tech, Dave Nitz. And, and Dave, we've talked about Louisiana Tech, but I want to get your perspective, your opinion. You've seen Marshall now a few times, I'm sure. What stood out to you, or, or what are your impressions when you look at the Thundering Herd? Well, I think the the quarterback, and I'm trying to think of his name, the redshirt freshman, Grant Wells. Uh, yeah, well, he has really surprised me. You know, a lot of times that redshirt freshman is kind of has to have some growing pains, but it looks like he's stepped in, and it almost looks like a veteran back there now. And of course, you have Brandon Knox, that running back. I mean, he's he's just a horse back there uh, to bring down. So I think those are two two of the people that Tech have to really keep their eye on what how they're going to handle that uh, from a defensive standpoint. But those are the two that really stand out in my mind. What do you think of that Marshall defense? Uh, Tavonte Beckett, oh, three takeaways, really three fumbles, one for a touchdown. I thought Western Kentucky and Marshall will be a tight game, and it was nowhere close to that. Yeah, it, yeah, their defense is uh, probably well. You you know you look at the offensive line and defense too. There's a lot of seniors on those on those two sides of the wall, and that makes a lot of world world of difference when you have seniors that have been through the wars before. And know what to be able to ha- how to handle it, and I think that that is really a big difference. That's the difference. One of the difference between the two teams, because Tech is not senior laden at all right now. We lost a lot of seniors off last year's ball club. We've got a 
a couple, but uh, from the defensive standpoint, we lost three linebackers and the two guys in the deep secondary. So uh, we've got some growing pains there to do. What do you think it's going to take for Tech to come out top on this one? I think we cannot make mistakes and be able to maybe score early. You know, get get ahead, get a lead early, and see how Marshall handles that on that end of it. What they do when they get the ball, and I think if Tech can control the the tempo of the game, I think that will be a lot of difference because. We're not just one-sided like we have been in the past years where we pass, pass, pass. We pass a lot, no question about it. I mean, you look at us, we we average about oh, 275 yards a game passing and only 139 yards uh, rushing the football. But uh, still, you know, we are, I, th- I think we're more of a rushing team. We are a passing game right at the present time. And I think we have to set the tempo of the game early. I think that'll come into play a little bit more, maybe even force it to a point to try to maybe keep Marshall away from the ball, just keep it out of Marshall's hands by dominating the time of possession? Well, I, I, you would think so. That would be a good thing. We we thought the same thing with uh, when we we played an FCS team in, in Houston Baptist because they, they throw the ball around the ballpark like crazy. And I thought... And I, I was talking to our offensive coordinator before the game. I said, uh, Joe, Joe Sloan, I said, I guess we'll run the ball a lot today. And he said, no, look for us to pass it. So we, we, we came out and matched them pass for pass and ended up 66-38 on that game. We won it. So we threw the ball around the ballpark a lot that night. And so I don't know. Uh, you know, you look at it on paper, you'd say, oh, yeah, looks like Tech would probably run the ball a lot. But I think a lot of times our passing game is a short passing game it's almost like a running game, getting maybe four or five, six yards at a time. Joining us on the program, the play-by-play voice for Louisiana Tech, Dave Nitz, longtime voice for Louisiana Tech. He's going to be doing this for another, at least, what, 25 years, uh, right? Yeah, you, you said three <laughs> or four. I'm thinking 25. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll take three or four. <laughs> I just worry about the next game at my age. Dave, I'm sorry we can't uh, get out to Ruston for this one, but uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, hopefully we'll get you back here, uh, back home real soon so uh, we can go another round with Marshall and Louisiana Tech. All right. I appreciate the call, and uh, good luck to you on the, on your program too. I want to thank Dave Nitz for joining me earlier this week. You can hear stuff like that every weekday on my daily show. It's called The Drive. We do it every weekday, 5.06 p.m., on ESPN 94.1 AM 9:30. When we continue, we're going to hear from Bill Cornwell. I'm here at Roosters at Pullman Square. When we continue, we'll talk about this game between Marshall and Louisiana Tech here on Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football today. Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football today continues. Here's Paul Swan. Coming to you live from Roosters, a fun casual joint, Pullman Square in Huntington. Welcome back to today's edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football. Today, we are previewing Marshall at Louisiana Tech. And as we always do, we welcome into the program now. He can't be with me on location, Bill Cornwell. Usually, Bill's on location wherever the herd's at. Not the case this week. Uh, You didn't get a chance to make the trip to Ruston. Uh, For a lot of herd fans, including yourself, very disappointing because that was a destination that Unless you're a basketball fan, you followed the herd. Not too many herd fans have made this trip. Yeah, and of course, uh, I've always been a part of the uh, travel party uh, 
fall and uh, this year because of the pandemic, uh, both from a university and a conference uh, standpoint, they are taking a heck of a lot fewer people on these uh, flight trips uh, because you want to spread out your coaching staff and your equipment staff and your players. Uh, I've got no doubt there was at least one seat between each player when they flew down to Ruston yesterday, so you can take a, a lot fewer people but it's important, to, you know, the, the important folks to get down there, obviously, are your, your coaching staff and your players and such, and, and they got down there in good shape uh, yesterday afternoon. But uh, we're certainly going to be watching and uh, kind of uh, very anxious to see what happens today because uh, Marshall's got a lot of momentum. You just don't want to lose it. Thundering Herd, you can talk about offense all day, and you can talk about Brendan Knox, but really what stood out, and you're going to talk about this more later with Kobe Cumberlander, is that defense. Devontae Beckett, you can go across the list. He stands out, of course, for the three fumble recoveries, one for a touchdown, but it's not just him. These guys, they like to go out there and play hard. Devontae Beckett right now, Paul, is like punching his way into the consideration for All-America status, the way he's playing. I mean, the guys won – Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week twice. Uh, three fumble recoveries last week. He runs one back for a 38-yard touchdown. Uh, and he's just one guy of many who are, are making plays. And I've got a great viewpoint that I really you know, didn't notice as much at our home games with Appalachian State and Eastern Kentucky. But I had a bird's-eye view down at Western Kentucky last week, Paul. And, it's again, it's just amazing to watch Marshall's fast defense, and it's not just uh, one position group. Everybody on that defense has speed, and to watch them run down plays. Now, uh, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge today because the skill people for Louisiana Tech are much better than the guys from Western Kentucky, not running the hilltoppers down, but uh, the guys that uh, Louisiana Tech will put out this afternoon and this evening uh, a little more talented, maybe a little more speed. And so this is going to be more of a challenge for Marshall's defense. But uh, they're playing really well right now and just savoring the fact that they're attacking people. That, that's, the, that's the fun part. They're just absolutely attacking opponent offense. Now, speaking of attacking, they're doing that as well on the defense. As we mentioned, Devontae Beckett doing what he does. But Brendan Knox... I mean, this was your 2019 Conference USA Most Valuable Player. He might uh, be a candidate for the position again. He ran 15 times, had 107 yards. His first, I can't believe this, first career three-touchdown game. And he has now, here's an interesting statistic that Marshall likes to keep. He has now topped 100 yards in 12 of his 21 career games. He is now the 15th player in school history with 20 career rushing touchdowns and moved into 10th place on the school's all-time rushing list with over 2,000 and well, almost 2,300 yards. And we're talking two seasons, not even two full seasons. And he only needs about 74, 75 yards today, Paul, to move up to number eight on the all-time rushing list. So uh, uh, he could uh, crash through a few more of those statistical hurdles today. And and you mentioned it, Paul. He has played 21 games at Marshall. Remember, he really did not start playing till the last two or three games of the 2018 season. And he showed so much at the end of that season that, you know, you're not going to keep him off the field. And, and he has not been kept off the field ever since. 
Also, I love the way that Grant Wells has been progressing. You see that with a guy like Brock Thompson. He had a new career high, 94 receiving yards, four catches. And it seems that Grant, he's not just throwing it down the field deep and, and we're getting lucky here. He's making smart plays, I think. He's making some really good decisions. And when he finds someone open, he usually makes the other team pay. I mean, that's what you want in a quarterback, someone who's out there actually making all the right reads. I, I love the fact, Paul, that, that he takes care of the football. You remember the only mistake he's made throwing the football, he had that one underthrown ball against Appalachian State. And other than that, uh, he's not had a fumble. He's uh, not had another interception. Uh, he makes great decisions. He goes through his progressions like a, a, a pro does. And, uh, of course, I love the fact that he is not afraid to tuck it and run. In fact, his running, when, when Marshall uh, gets into maybe a run-pass option, his running is invaluable because uh, he will surprise the, the defense. He'll also, uh, if, if it's, it's a short-yarded uh, situation, he's lethal at carrying the ball and keeping the chains moving. So everything that he's been doing is amazing. And, and of course, uh, opponents are just amazed at the fact that at the, his ability to throw the football, he's got all the throws. Uh, his skill level is very much above his uh, experience level and uh, class number. I mean, the guy is, again, a redshirt freshman, although he's been chucking the ball all over the place uh, at a very high capability since his sophomore year freshman year in high school when he was already playing for coach Steve Edwards Jr. down at George Washington High School in Charleston. Bill Cornwell is with me. I'm at Rooster's Pullman Square. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. And are we going to see an exciting? We're going to have a little Xavier Gaines action today. That's what I'm always looking forward to. Where is X going to be and what's he going to do? Not running down his effort last week, Paul, but X's do a big game. Uh, I thought he was a little quiet last week. Now, they, they did run uh, the, the Buffalo a little bit with him and, and made a couple of plays. But, you know what, he has not had a huge uh, game since maybe the Eastern Kentucky game. He made some nice plays in the Eastern Kentucky game, uh, a nice player too in the Appalachian game. But I thought he was a little quiet last week in the Western win. So uh, X might be a little due, and that might be due for some big numbers and certainly – he is a matchup nightmare for a defense because of his athleticism and his size. I definitely hope he has a big game today. He has been a little quiet, but I'm also a realist, and I don't think that's going to happen much longer. But then you look at that game last week, Brendan Knox was doing what Brendan Knox does. 15 carries, 107 yards. I mean, Marshall jumps out, and... They don't look back. Maybe you don't flash X as much as you would in a tighter game because a game like this last week, Marshall pretty much had control early, often, and didn't let up. So do you flash X? I don't think so. I don't think you flash him too much. Yeah. I, I love to see the, the receiving core uh, uh, do well. I mean, last week, uh, great work by Brock Thompson. He had a career high in 94 yards of receiving. And all that in the first half, because everything, you know, Marshall pretty much shut her down with a big lead after halftime. But uh, Willie Johnson had some nice plays last week. I'll tell you a guy that I, I hope that they throw the home run ball to him again. We saw it in the uh, game against uh, Eastern Kentucky. We saw his speed, and that's the young man who's the graduate transfer from Nebraska, Jerron Woodyard. 
Uh, we haven't really seen balls thrown to him uh, lately, and may, maybe it's just because of um, Marshall trying to keep things kind of close to the vest, but he's a guy that's got great athletic ability, and I just love to see him chuck it down the field and let him run under one and, and, and beat the defense because he has the speed to be able to do so. But uh, you can't complain about the way Marshall's running its offense right now. And, and all, all good credit to all, obviously the offensive line. Greg Atkins is doing an unbelievable job coaching that group. Uh, they're uh, senior-laden, so talented. And then also uh, Coach Tim Cramsey. Uh, and I know Coach Tim Cramsey is so excited having a guy like Grant Wells because – uh, the concepts that he likes to run as an offense, really, uh, and I'm not being mean to Isaiah Green, but uh, uh, they really weren't able to do the things that Cramsey wanted to do with this offense. Well, Grant Wells allows them to do those things in running the type of offense that Tim Cramsey wants to run and has wanted to run since he came to Marshall a couple of years ago. Bill Cornwell's with me, Paul Swan, joining you for Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football today. Bill joins us later on. We'll be talking more about that Marshall defense. And Kobe Cumberlander will have Bill's feature a little bit later on. Bill, I miss you here at Roosters. Of course, uh, I, I'm missing you while I'm eating the – this week it was a chicken burrito. I mean, last week were the hey. dumpster fries I started out with. This week it was the chicken burrito. I think I made the right decision. Hey, you know, Paul, you're, you're doing well, but, but of course – uh, I, I'm kind of sitting here celebrating the fact that uh, I'm 1-0 and on the day because Kentucky, for the first time since 1984, beat Tennessee and Knoxville and beat them handily 34-7. to So, one down. Let's hope Marshall gets it done in Ruston, and that'd be two down. Bill Cornwell with us. We'll hear from him later on. Bill, thanks for joining me, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Ben. That's Bill Cornwell, everyone. Don't forget he's coming up a little bit later on as we talk about the Marshall defense. And Kobe Cumberlander, he's our featured player of the week. When we continue, uh, we're going to hear what the doc has to say on today's edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. Once again, here's Paul Swan. I'm joining you from Roosters in Pullman Square. You can always order online, roosterwings.com, or you can call in your order. This is where you want to get your pregame meal so you can watch the herd later on. The game will be right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and also on 93.7 The Dog. Well, have we had our weekly checkup with the Doc? I don't think so, so it's time to do that. We've got Doc Holliday. We visited with him earlier this week to get a look at what's happening this week between the Herd and Louisiana Tech. And can you believe that Doc Holliday has never been to Ruston? Uh, I don't know if you all have. I've never been to La Tech. I've never, I've never been to that stadium there. Played him several times, but hadn't had the opportunity to be there. So it'll be a great challenge for us. Uh, Skip has, has been very consistent, you know, the whole time he's been there. Uh, he's always has his teams well prepared and when you're located where he's located, you're going to have tremendous athletes. I think he's got first two, two of the guys he had in the secondary year ago were, are both starting in the NFL. So you look at those guys, and and they got the same type of guys back right now at the skill positions as well as that offensive line, maybe as big offensive lines we'll face all year. So it could be a great challenge for us uh, and one that we got to be a great job uh, this week preparing for. So far, the Thundering Herd's been doing a pretty, go pretty good job, I think, preparing. They are perfect on the season. 
You know, another Doc Holliday team in 2014 got off to a really good start as well. And Doc Holliday sees some similarities between this year's team and that squad he had in 2014. Yeah, we got some good players. I mean, we had good, you know, players on both teams. I think, uh, you know, I think, you know, we're getting good play out of our quarterback position, which it takes to end up being 3-0 at this point. But, you know, I like the leadership. You know, I like the, I think these kids are holding each other accountable just like that team did. And, you know, it's you got you got a shot now. There's so many other variables involved right now with this year. I, we're in the game four, and I feel like it's game twelve. You know, I mean that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. I'm sure you all are dealing with the same type of thing. So, you know, this year there's just so many other things that are thrown into it that it's hard to it's hard to sit back and just kind of enjoy what's happening because you know you just every things change every hour. You know, with what we're having to deal with. So, you know, we'll deal with it and and uh, work to get better. Well. Doc can enjoy it right now because this team has had a lot of success. And you know what has propelled that Thundering Herd team to success so far? It's the play of the defense. Marshall is tied for the national leading scoring defense, allowing just seven points per game. The Thundering Herd did not allow a point for almost 98 minutes from the first quarter of the Appalachian State game until the third quarter at Western Kentucky. That unit ranks 10th in total defense, allowing 274.7 yards per game. That unit has also forced six turnovers in three games. Of course, Devontae Beckett has three of them from last week. One thing that really stands out is the team speed this defense is flashing. Doc Holliday says this is a fast defense. Well, I think we can run. I do think we had some guys that can run defensively. We've had guys that can run. You know, got a lot of guys, Neville Hewitt's of the world, and, you know, those defenses, you know, we've had some really good defenses around here over the years, and that's where it all starts. You know, any team – that I've ever been a part of, and we challenge our team. If you have a, if you're going to have a really, really good team, it starts with playing great defense. That's where it all starts. And you, know, you look around the country right now, and and there's not a lot of defense being played at a lot of places. And you know, fortunately for us, you know, Brad and JC and that defensive staff have done a great job. And that defense is going to be the key every week. That's where it all starts. And they're going to have to play well against a very talented, you know, uh, La Tech team. Skip Skip does a great job calling plays and. You know, you look at them, they're playing two different quarterbacks. The one played against us a year ago. You know, Allen played a year ago, and he's got a lot of potential. They've got a grad transfer in there uh, from a year ago. So, you know, there'll be a challenge for us, and uh, our defense is always going. Speaking of fast, the Thundering Herd is off to some really fast starts, scoring early, setting the tone for the game. That is a focus for Doc Holliday. You know, we try to start fast every game we play, you know, whether it be offense or defense or whoever, kickoff, kickoff, return, whatever phase is out there. And, you know, fortunately for us, you know, we've been able to do that. And, uh, you know, I thought early on, and the kids make plays. It's, it's all about the players, you know. I mean, uh, I'm sure you guys had the opportunity to watch that first play we had last week against, uh, you know, what a great throw and, and, and a great catch. I mean, it took two players in that situation just to make a play. And, and that's what it's all about. And then, of course, Knox and the offensive line take it the next play. And, Knox finishes it and gets into the end zone. So there's no doubt that, you know, when you can start fast and try to set the tone for the game, it's, it sure helps you. And, you know, we, we talk about that every week, you know, whether it be offense, defense, special teams, whatever. And, you know, we want, we want to start fast. And we also talk about being the best team on the field in all three phases. We've done that for three games. And that's what it'll come down to against this, you know, again this week is who has the, who's the best team on the field that particular day in all three phases. And for the first three, that's been us. And, we got to work really hard to make sure that happens again. Why the Marshall defense is becoming the talk of the team when we continue from Roosters, Pullman Square, 
This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. Be sure you keep up with all of the latest Marshall sports news and more with The Drive with Paul Swan. Weekday afternoons at 5, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football. Today I'm Paul Swan. I'm joining you from Roosters Pullman Square in Huntington where you can join us here every game day. Of course, you can dine in. You can also order out. All you have to do is give them a phone call at 304-522-WING or you can go online at roosterswings.com. Of course, I definitely recommend anything that is chicken-based here at Roosters. Today, the chicken burrito, excellent. And, of course, uh, the salads. If you're trying to eat healthy, the salads are the best. Speaking about the best, right now the Marshall Thundering Herd defense is making an argument that it's one of the best in the country. And so when you talk about Marshall, that's the first thing that comes up, the fact that the defense is playing so well. Well, Bill Cornwell breaks down why everyone from the hosts of ESPN College Game Day this morning to the roster for the Thundering Herd are talking about how good that defense really is. And Bill has some help from Kobe Cumberlander. When we think of Marshall football in the past, we think of NFL quarterbacks like Chad Pennington and Byron Leftwich, great running backs like Chris Parker, Doug Chapman, and currently Brendan Knox, and receivers like the great Randy Moss, Tyree Brady, and Darius Watts. In other words, we think offense. While redshirt freshman quarterback Grant Wells has played strongly in leading a balanced MU offense this fall to a 3-0 start, some of the most exciting play has come on the defensive side. The numbers for Marshall's defense so far are impressive. The Herd has only allowed 21 points this season, and the average of seven points allowed per game is tied for tops in the country with Air Force. Marshall is 10th nationally in total defense, averaging 247.7 yards per game, forcing six turnovers in three games. Speaking of turnovers, senior linebacker Devontae Beckett was on fire last week in that 38-14 win at Western Kentucky with three fumble recoveries, including one return 38 yards for a touchdown. For that work, Beckett won his second Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week award for the season. Another eye-catching stat is the fact Marshall's defense hasn't allowed an opposing team to get past 100 yards rushing per game. The numbers are 86 yards by Eastern Kentucky, 96 by Appalachian State, 85 by Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers' efforts to run wide against MU's lightning-fast ends, linebackers, and safeties were fruitless last Saturday night, forcing WKU into a pass-happy attack that was also grounded with a combination of defensive front pressure and sticky coverage downfield. One of the people who had a hard-working, effective night against WKU was 6'3 junior defensive lineman Kobe Cumberlander out of Roswell, Georgia. Cumberlander has not put up huge numbers so far this year, but his combination of speed, strength, and quickness has put pressure on offensive fronts, often freeing teammates to make plays. He has 11 tackles this season and a half sack. Career-wise, he has 48 tackles and five and a half sacks. Cumberlander was a three-star prospect coming out of Roswell High School, and he had lots of offers, including ones from Iowa State, Kansas State, Michigan State, Virginia Tech, Southern Miss, and Appalachian State. He says he and his teammates are happy that for the first time this season, there's some normalcy in the Herds finally playing back-to-back games in this pandemic-affected season. No matter what, the green and white hasn't lost its edge. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the mindset for, you know, everybody, not just on the defense or offense, uh, it's just the try and go one and know every week. You know, we have a we have a goal in mind, and that's just to win a conference championship. And, you know, 
each and every week you have to go one and zero and play like a champion in order to make it to that point. If you watch Marshall's defense closely, you'll be impressed by its speed and athleticism at all levels. Cumberlander says that defensive coordinator Brad Lambert has installed a similar philosophy with his guys. You play fast, you play smart. Uh, just going down and, and, you know, playing fast. You know, if you if you, if you want to make the play, you know, everybody's got to be there. That's, that's the whole thing about our defense. Everyone knows how to swarm to the ball. You know, a lot of high energy, you know, making big plays. That's, that's where I feel like, you know, we're going to be most successful, especially having T back you know, in the back behind us, you know, helping us out in the box. Cumberlander adds that the athleticism and the speed are joined in total team confidence when Marshall's defenders are on the field. These things we do every practice, you know, everybody's playing with a high intensity. That's just the whole thing. If, you, if you're not playing at a high intensity, you're, you're not going to make the play. But I know these guys in the back end, they're going to do what they got to do to make those plays. So I'm, I'm very, very confident in these guys like Pitts and them. Now, Marshall's hot stock, which included a week in the Associated Press Top 25, has caught lots of attention nationally, but Cumberlander says it's no surprise to him or his teammates. Things could even get better for a team that he says is the tightest and most focused he's been a part of in his four seasons in Huntington. You know, we've been doing this uh, since, you know, obviously when we came back, the whole pandemic was going on. It's just like we're always going at each other to compete. You know, we're, we're trying to make each other better. Because, you know, if you're going to make each other better, then everyone's, you know, happy. Everyone's collective and, you know, everyone's willing to win. More of an iron sharpens iron type deal. Marshall's last visit to Louisiana Tech occurred 68 years ago in the midst of World War II, a 26-0 shutout for the Bulldogs. Now, bombs may have been dropping in Europe and Asia in those days, but Cumberlander and the MU defense hope to be dropping the bombs and resting this evening in the form of tackles for losses, big hits, sacks, and forced fumbles thank you bill we appreciate you when we come back we'll check one more time the conference usa scoreboard as we're live from roosters this is huntington federal savings bank college football today we are getting you ready for kickoff this is huntington federal savings bank college football today on 93.7 the dog and espn 94.1 fm and am 9 30 Let's get you caught up quickly on what's happening in Conference USA. With 7.26 to go in the third, UAB leading Western Kentucky 31-14. 4.04 to go in the third, UTSA trails Army 21-10. Later on this evening, it'll be North Texas and Middle Tennessee. Southern Miss and UTEP due to COVID-19 reasons postponed also. FIU and Charlotte also due to COVID-19 reasons postponed. Our game, of course, coming up tonight, 6 o'clock. You can tune in right here. Just keep your radio locked to ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. And don't forget, we are able to stream the broadcast. So if you can't be near your radio and you've got your smart speaker or your phone with you, you can use one of our streaming apps to listen to the game as well. That's going to do it here live from Roosters. I'm Paul Swan, and this has been Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football today. Special thanks to Dave Nitz, the play-by-play voice of the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, and of course, Bill Cornwell. We'll be back after the game for the post-game. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and the game, everyone.
This has been College Football Today. Join us after the game for College Football Wrap-Up as we break down today's game with interviews from the locker room, your phone calls, and more. We are proud to be your longtime home for Marshall University Thundering Herd Athletics. WRBCAM and W231BS Huntington. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And WDGG FM, Ashland Huntington. 93.7 The Dog.